0: Hello and welcome to the Katie Helper show. I'm your host Katie Helper. It's uh, Wednesday, December 9th. Of course, you can always hear the Katie Helper show every Wednesday on wbi.org 99.5 FM. Again, that's wbi.org 99.5 FM. And I'm here with my uh I don't know, what am I I want to call you something new today, Gabe. Co-pilot, what I call you all the time. Mm,
1: compadre. My compadre. Yeah. My
0: compadre. I'm going to be really pretentious and yeah. say it.
1: <laughs> um, Wassalam alaikum, everybody. Hi. Hi, I'm,
0: hi, Gabe. How are you doing?
1: I'm feeling great, man. I'm just uh, expressing some solidarity with my, with my Muslim brethren here in uh, New York City and all over the United States of America and Even the world. I am not Muslim. I just want to say, hey, what's up, guys? You're but all welcome. Do
0: Muslim identify?
1: Uh, as for today, yeah, definitely, okay, cool. definitely.
0: Awesome. And uh, Reggie's here. My hey. My engineer.
1: You, you just need to pull out a, a, a
2: thesaurus or something like I know. that. You know, I mean, you have a laptop, don't you? I know, you but actually those the Wi-Fi things? is
0: being crazy, is, which is uh, why you need to donate uh, to WBAI. Okay. You like well, that? Yeah,
2: That's more nice than cool. that.
0: We're so excited. We have a great show for you today. We have with us in studio, live in studio, the director, Jeremy Newberger, whose film, The Anthropologist, premiered at Doc NYC and was just in COP21. Cop 21, the, nice. Paris, the Paris Climate nice. Conference. Nice, um, and it's a great film. It's about climate change. It's about anthropology, which sounds more boring than it is actually. I
1: saw it. I loved it. Gabe I loved learned it. a lot about both climate change and anthropology. He laughed. He
0: cried. It was a um, roller coaster of
1: emotions. It was. It was riveting, guys. And uh, you know, it's my second time seeing any of uh, Jeremy's work. Uh, I also saw his uh, earlier, his other documentary, The Evocateur. Which was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is, but a fantastic movie on Morton right. Downey Jr. We had him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. so happy to happy to um, come revisit. Revisit. And see, and see the continuation of, of his work and uh, where his art is uh, evolving.
0: Where it's going, where it's coming from yes it's not where you're at it's it's where you're at no it now. is where you're at it's not where you're from it's where you're at
1: it's the power of now it's the power I'm of now living in the moment
0: it's holding the space i'm
1: staying present what's up reggie how are you doing today hey gabe how are you i feel it's great man good. it's good to see you again yeah, it's good so to see you likewise
0: we are luckily as comedians um Gabe and I love Donald Trump, but then we feel bad about it because we don't want to give him too much attention, right? Because we don't want to perpetuate that. You but, mean we
1: don't want to give him free press? Free press, right. Because he's not spending very much on his presidential he's campaign. He's not, not,
0: at all. And, uh, you know, he's very nervous about where WBI comes out. On him, yeah, oh, oh man! Because he's seeking our yeah. endorsement. He's, he's seeking the WBI endorsement.
1: Oh, if he tweeted at us or about us, man, man! Just
2: like he was seeking the endorsement of all those black pastors that <laughs> uh, decided not to uh, support him. But he's regardless. always had a great
0: relay with
2: the blacks, right? With the blacks. Well, you, you saw you saw the endorsement that he got. He got his endorsement from Diamond and Silk, this internet sensation. They're these uh, vloggers from North Carolina. And oh, yeah.
1: yeah. You know what? what? <laughs> with Donald Trump,
0: oh. with the
1: Trump, you bound to get stuck, mm.
0: and you just may end up on your rump. I suggest all you other chumps oh. leave my man Donald Trump the hell alone, because that's
2: gonna be the next president uh, of these of United States. States. <laughs> <laughs> Listen.
0: Donald Trump is a shot caller, yes. a, baller. a baller. And let me tell you why he went to that border. Tell me why. He went to that border to take measurements. <laughs> so he going to put that damn fence up. He going to put it up. He, he, he's a businessman. Hey, fence. we're inviting both Diamond and Silk onto the, onto they, the podcast. So they're they not expi- ready. Onto the radio show they're so not they are not ready. Explain themselves. They are not ready. They're not ready, okay. You
2: know, I, I would say to them, if they're listening, I, I doubt it. I know you are. Lay off the pipe. It is not worth it. It's crack is whack. It.
0: Crack is whack. Keith Haring style. Crack said it, is first, whack. Sometimes, yeah.
2: Let it go. Let Put it go. Put down the pipe. Mm 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 mm. It's not worth it.
1: Just say no. Just, Just say no. Just say. This no. is the Trump. one time that uh, Nancy Reagan and Reggie are, uh, <laughs> are are walking. You know what? Uh, side it, it, by it side, you know,
2: it happens. Sometimes it happens that way.
0: Politics does make uh, strange, strange bedfellows. bedfellows. That should be the the subtitle to our. Uh, our show but we're going to play you we're going to get into the so we're bringing back luckily we have to bring back the Trump date Our Trump update. And the reason we have to do that is because we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about him because media, the mainstream media, is talking about him. So we have to, as responsible, the responsible journalistic team that we are, we have to cover him. So it's not for comedic value or anything. But before we go to Donald Trump, we want to give you a little bit of a gem that comes from our friends at Fox News. You probably know that Fox considers themselves the family values uh, people, right?
1: They're fair and balanced. They're
0: fair and balanced. They're family friendly and everything. But what's interesting is that did you guys hear uh, Obama's speech on Sunday night where he said these outrageous things about basically how we should not turn into a bunch of uh, Islamophobic racists because of the San Bernardino shooting? Did you hear this?
1: You know what, Katie? I rarely pay any attention to the media, so I come onto this show to get educated. Okay, so that's a, that's a no. yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's <I'm>, a <laughs> yes,
0: but remind me.
1: I'm yeah. playing Good the everyman. Yeah. Thank answer. you. He yeah. actually heard Good it. Answer. He has detailed
0: notes, but he wants to not alienate anyone. Reggie, yeah. okay, anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about, though. He gave yes, his address on yes, Sunday night with yes. mm-hmm. the presidential address. I think it was the third one he's ever done. Basically saying, yeah, this is terrorism. It's terrible. We're going to take care of that. And he was like as American exceptionalist and, and like, you know, macho as the next guy. Status quo. But he basically said, like, oh, it's not very American for us to turn against our Muslim brothers and sisters. And that is just not acceptable to the people at Fox News. And how do we know that? Because the very usually family friendly, family values, patriotic people who are at Fox just News.
1: Decent salt of the earth. Salt of
0: the salt of the something, yes they were forced to use expletives that's how angry they were at obama's speech
1: are you kidding I'm me i'm not kidding and they we're going to play inappropriate used language
0: yeah they use four letter words
1: that you're not supposed to use in elementary school
0: right or on fox definitely not on fox news which is the elementary school of cable news if you will but um, that's an
2: insult to elementary yeah, schools yeah right
0: sorry i love the children we're yeah. about to hear how two fox news correspondents responded on monday On two separate shows. first one is Ralph Peters, who's a Fox Business, quote, strategic analyst. (sighs) And then we're going to cut to Stacey Dash, whose experience and qualifications to comment on the news and international politics include acting in the 1990s film Clueless.
1: Love Clueless. Liked it on Broadway, too. So so apropos. Right, exactly. Or was that Legally Blonde?
0: I think it's Legally Blonde. (laughs) But it should be the uh, Clueless, the Stacey Dash story. So, uh, Reggie, can you hook us up with the first uh, Fox News sound clip?
2: Here we go.
3: He keeps speaking about, we can't give in to our fears, um, you know, don't be afraid. Look, Mr. President, we're not afraid, we're angry, we're pissed off, we're furious. Yes. Yes. We want he, you to react, we want you to
0: do something. You're afraid. I mean, this guy is such a total pussy. Okay, did everyone hear that?
1: Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. will the FCC let that go? No, I covered Not it up. Not at this time.
0: I covered it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's such a total yeah. P word, and yeah. then he says it's stunning. We can keep playing it. I just want everyone to take that in, and okay. then we're going to go to the next
1: clip.
2: Okay, here we go.
1: See, it's stunning. It's, it's ridiculous, and his speech to. was an epic fail. It was like when you have to go to a dinner with your parents, but you have a party to go to afterwards.
0: I have no idea That's what, what talking it felt about. like.
1: He was just trying to get through it because he wanted to go to this event afterwards. You know, I, I did not feel better. I didn't feel any passion from him, like you said, Andrea. Mm-hmm. I felt like he could give a sh- <phone rings> excuse me, like he, he could care less. He could care less. So and who- here we have 14 people dead. Today is the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. his speech mm-hmm. should have had a lot more passion. Mm-hmm. Where is Winston Churchill when we need him? I was looking Dead. around. OK. And,
0: you now, know, I, I feel kind of bad. This is the last this, person. But we everyone don't to play like... it, but, I, but I just want okay. you to know, that the third person speaking was Kennedy, the VJ.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, that's who Fox News was. Wow. She didn't curse, but she did say that she thinks everyone looks like a terrorist and she blamed Obama for basically her being a racist. Should
2: we play that or we um, don't have to? No,
0: I, I think we have enough. Kennedy is
2: conservative?
0: She's a Fox News person. She's yeah. on
1: not. Wow! Yeah. So did they dust I thought her she off? She was cute.
0: So they have a two-week, um, too bad, a two Kennedy week suspension.
1: Okay, all three of them were just those no, just two. Just two of them. I mean, so Kennedy
0: should be dusted. Have a two-week dust-off period because she's just. A I just
1: remember person, her but... from like the wait. Was it early 90s? That yeah, Kennedy existed, yeah. Yeah. and now yeah. she. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it
0: was on a Monday. That's how we open. That's how conservatives open their week. Now back to Trump. I want us to play something. That's really impressive. You guys, I'm sure, have heard about what Trump said. Just so you're up to date, we want to play you what he said about Muslims. Donald
3: J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on. You're going to have more World Trade Centers. It's going to get worse and worse, folks. We can be politically correct and we can be stupid, but it's going to get worse and worse.
0: And then what he said during an interview with Barbara Walters. There are many, even in your own own party, who
3: think that uh, ISIS is going to like your rhetoric, that your words are putting us in greater danger. And the worst thing that's ever happened to ISIS, the people in my (laughs) party fully understand that. They're running against me. For the most part, they have no poll numbers. I'm leading by a lot they get it they're trying to get publicity for themselves you know when i came out against illegal immigration everybody fought the same thing two weeks later everybody was on my side including the members of my own party are you a bigot not at all probably the least of anybody you've ever met because because i'm not i'm a person that has common sense I'm a smart person. I know how to run things. I know how to
1: make America great again. You
0: heard it here first, guys. Donald Trump, not a bigot. You know what he is?
1: He's an American. He's, He's... an American
0: who wants to make America great again.
1: Yeah, that's it. He's but...
0: actually, not only is he not a bigot, do you know this? He's the least bigoted person, probably. Ever. That Barbara, no, ever. not ever. He's, he doesn't hyperbolize, right? Oh, he didn't, the oh, The least oh, bigoted person that Barbara pardons. Walters has ever met, Probably. Probably, it's not very like Trump to say probably. Did he
2: answer the question about ISIL?
0: He's the worst thing that happened to them. I want to bring oh, up our uh, our next guest, who Jeremy Newberger, who's here to talk about his film. But we're not even going to talk about the film yet. We're going to talk about something else because Jeremy Newberger, kind of like Trump, is a Renaissance man. You know, because you know Trump goes after the Muslims, the Mexicans, the Blacks, the women. Jeremy Newberger himself is a Renaissance man because. He's not only a filmmaker who's going to talk to us about his film *The Anthropologist*, which played at COP21 this week, but he's a very accomplished tweeter. <laughs> Can you tell us about this tweet? And welcome so much! And I'll give you a, a more pro, a even proper. I should say
4: Happy Hanukkah. Oh to... yeah,
0: Happy Hanukkah.
3: Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party; we'll all dance the horror.
4: To Jews and Pyros everywhere. Yes. Uh,
0: Fine d- line between the
4: two. You know, the other night when I heard. What he had said about Muslims, I, like anyone on Twitter, just said what I was feeling, which was, as a Jew, I feel that we're obligated Jews to speak out against Donald Trump's bigotry. Uh, if you've ever, you know, watched a Holocaust film, seen Schindler's List, been to a museum, and hear <laughs> the Lenny words, never again. And it's when someone wants to discriminate against an entire religion, that's a never right. again moment. Right. And uh, and I got a lot of retweets, and that sounds stupid to people not on Twitter. But if you're on Twitter, the retweet is the lifeblood of Twitter. It
0: is. It is. It's the um, blood, libel, lifeblood. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's the lifeblood. It's it's an endorsement. It's basically when you're saying, "Oh, that's a good thing to say."
4: Right.
1: Yeah, and right. Uh, where do people find you on Twitter in case they want to in
4: case they want to see this? Yeah. If for you want to feel my vibe on Twitter, it's Jeremy yeah. Newberger. Jeremy
0: Newberger. Okay. What's your real name? That's obviously your stage name. Did you get any flack for your tweet?
4: Oh, my Lord. I think I united the people that hate Jews with the people that hate Muslims.
0: (gasps) That is so beautiful.
4: Because after you tweet, people respond immediately. And I was getting, like, you know, vicious imagery of, you know, the old uh, Holocaust Jewish character. Right. And I was also getting, you know, how dare you tweet when Israel is killing Palestinians. Oh, nice. And the people that sort of they converged in their right. hatred at me. Uh, oh,
0: got it. That's beautiful. So you brought together the Islamophobes and the anti-Semites. I'm a
4: uniter. <laughs>
0: you are a uniter. Isn't that a Hanukkah miracle? Yeah. It, Isn't that a Hanukkah miracle? It's
4: great. I, I wish mean, we had some Hanukkah sound effect. It's a funny feeling to all of a sudden be the like the subject of an attack. What I did realize or notice from the, the Trump crowd was uh, people sort of calling me out on my uh, sort of, what would you say, uh,
0: Chutzpah?
4: My chutzpah, or
0: as Michelle Backman would say, chutzpah.
4: Right, uh, for not sort of also calling out Israel, and then oh, I would click on. Okay. Oh my
0: lord! But wait, then I would Sorry.
4: click on their uh, yeah. Twitter account, and I would see white Aryan white power. I was like, wow, oh, these guys care about Israel now.
0: Oh, they were. Oh, so, oh, oh, God! Are they the um, like the Holocaust denying free Palestine people?
4: No, they're the white Aryan uh, Stormfront oh, right. guys. Oh, opposite. Sorry, the opposite. There's a lot of them who oh. are pro-Trump. It's ridiculous. Anti-Israel too. Anti-Israel, anti-black, anti-Right. You know. Okay, that is. So those
0: are right, right, right. That's like I just there's the they're basically the other side equivalent of the Holocaust denying pro-Palestine people who totally discredit. I'm a pro-Palestine person. Nothing is more discrediting. Nothing gives Netanyahu a bigger. Um, John Boehner, if you will, <laughs> than hearing that stuff because it's like, oh, anyone critical of Israel is clearly a crazy anti-Semite who says the Holocaust didn't exist. Right. And on the other side, you have people who are uh, on the right being like uh, going after Israel and aligning themselves with the Nazis. So.
4: Strange I was, bedfellows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's our theme, the theme dun, tonight. Dun, yeah. I
4: was completely surprised. I mean, first off, wow. I didn't realize there were that many white. Aryan Trump fans. I mean, I watch The Apprentice. Who
0: else are they going to like?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, they all watch TV. They all watch network television. They want The Apprentice. They're, they're not going
0: to go with Ben Carson.
4: Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that would be a problem. That would be. That would be a problem. That I would be a Dave be...
2: Chappelle moment.
0: I was thinking the exact same thing. A <laughs> like bunch of blind, if they are a bunch of blind. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were like, like we Huckabee just... guys. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? But, but Trump has the arrogance and the offensiveness that... Tr- Huckabee is actually more, I would say, backwards. Than Trump, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the same unpcness. Even though he says it's it's in like the delivery, he's yeah. not as irreverent kind of. Or yeah, he's is.
4: like Mr. Rogers. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Huckabee's it's coded. It's coded. Whereas yeah. Trump is just like pulls back the veil and exactly. he's like, here is the venom.
4: But Huckabee actually spoke at a white Aryan group's you Good know get together. He did the keynote for the CFCC. That's the group that Dylan Roof. Uh, oh, was involved nice! With.
0: Who was the man, of course, who shot up nice. the church? The right. terrorist
4: who shot up the church. So that, yeah, the yes. terrorist. Thank you. The Gabe terrorist. Looks at me like
0: I was calling him a hero. It's on <laughs> you're video. Right, he was a terrorist. I you should have called yeah. him that.
4: There's a video of it. It just has not reached the internet yet. Whoa,
0: we have to expose it next week. Oh time my God! You go yeah.
4: Well, That's I crazy. gotta find that video. Yeah, oh my you God! Do,
0: you do. You Well, now you're gonna be held up to. <laughs> the, you know, you, you, made, you made the promise on the Katie Halper show. So. Right. If you don't, you make it. You know, yeah, your d- legs are going to be broken. Definitely tweet out the link. Yeah, tweet yeah. It. we'll come back next week and do it. But I wanted to also show you now. I don't mean to brag, and I feel a little bit uncomfortable saying this because here I am with Reggie, who is black, and Gabe, right. who's Mexican, and I feel like you guys. It's I'm envious of you because you get a lot of attention from Trump, and I, as a Jew, feel neglected. But while we don't have anything quite as good as what you guys get in terms of being called the blacks or rapists, and he certainly isn't doesn't want to ban our people the Jews from the country he did get a little bit like fun and and stereotypical at the Republican Jewish coalition just a little fun Just a little fun where he spoke Thursday so we're going to just play you a little clip of that
3: I'm a negotiator like you folks we're negotiators do you want to renegotiate deals we some of us renegotiate deals I would say about 99.9 is there anybody that doesn't renegotiate deals in this room this room negotiates I want to renegotiate this room perhaps more than any room I've ever spoken to
1: Dude, Maybe he's killing.
3: Not.
0: He's killing, It's yeah. okay. He's also nervous. You know,
3: I've, I've been called on that a couple of times, too. You're not going to support me, even though you know I'm was the me? best thing that could ever happen to Israel. And I, I, I'll be that. And the re- I know why you're not going to support me, and you know, you're know, you not going to support me because I don't want your money. You don't want to give me money, okay? But that's okay. You want to control oh. your own politician. That's fine. Good. <coughs> but I will tell Think about that, folks. Think, I understand. Hey, I, five months ago, I was with you. <laughs> Who was better than me? Who is better than me? I gave
0: $350,000
3: to the Republican Governors Association. I never even got a letter of thank
0: you. That was Trump. If that's not trying to identify with Jews, I never even got a letter of thank you. I didn't get a call. I heard nothing. Zip, zip, bup, bup, Mm -hmm. guess is what I got.
2: The one thing that can be said about Trump is that through his manic state, there is truth coming out by accident.
0: Oh, well, that's funny. He actually said at the Russian <laughs> yeah. Jewish Coalition, uh, well, Republican Jewish Coalition, he actually said... <laughs>
1: What's up, Communist Katie? I know, thank you
0: for <laughs> organizing that. But he actually said that in terms of Israel and peace, he said I don't know that Israel has the commitment to make it in terms of the peace process, which I, of course, like, wow, he's criticizing Israel. So that got him a boo or crickets or something. But no one would say, not a single... Republican or Democrat would ever say that, and this is a moment I have to admit where I'm like, okay, I kind of like that Trump is going to say something that's totally unsupported. Uh,
4: he tells it like it is he, sometimes. Yeah, he does. And then he tells it like it isn't. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Let's see. We're going to take a quick break, a quick musical break. We're going to play a Dar Williams song, and it's mm. because Dar Williams uh, is coming on our show December 23rd. Cool. Also, she did the music for the Anthropologist, which is the film that we're going to be talking to Jeremy Newberger about. His film that premiered at DOC NYC. And that is also go that was also at COP21 this week. So we're going to take a short musical break. Then we'll be back with Jeremy Newberger, and we may have a very short, um, brief update live from Paris. So here we go with Dar Williams. Back. That was Dar Williams. As cool as I am, Dar Williams, the singer, will be on our show December 23rd, so two weeks from tonight. She also does some songs for the movie The Anthropologist, which of course is the film done by Jeremy Newberger, our guest tonight, who's live in studio. And that film premiered at Doc NYC, and it also played at COP 21 in Paris. And you, of course, obviously you know this, are listening to the Katie Halper Show. You can hear us every Wednesday. N- at 6 p.m. WBAI 99.5 FM, and we're really excited to be bringing you, before we get into The Anthropologist, which is all about climate change, uh, we're going to be talking to someone who's at the COP21, where The Anthropologist had its European premiere. Parts of it did. Parts of it did. Yeah, whatever. It screened. Sam Alcoff. Sam,
5: are you there? I am here. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Can you? Can everyone hear Sam? Yes, we, can, that was we, can yes, yeah. we can hear him. We can
5: hear him. Okay, the silent nodding. Silent yeah, nodding. Silent, yes. Silent
0: night. And yeah. Sam, of course, is a journalist who's been in Paris for the last few weeks covering the cop. Can you tell us about what you're seeing, what you're doing?
5: Well, well, right now I'm I'm seeing a lot of media because we're we're uh, we're going through uh, what happened tonight. Um, uh, and I should tell you, thanks for having me on, Gabe and Katie. And I should mention um, that I was in a car accident about an hour ago. Whoa! Um, you okay. You know, yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Was I'll that get to that because in a minute. you
0: were running to get to the Katie Halper show.
5: It's, you know, it, it is something I run to, but okay. that was not the reason. Somebody hit us. Oh my God!
0: So, Sorry, I um, a joke about that. But,
5: Sorry. but we've been um, we've been covering the cops um, uh, not just this year. We've been covering the cop uh, uh, since Copenhagen. Um, and this cop, and when you say here, we, uh, you mean since the beginning, I, I'm a, I, I work over at democracy right, now. Okay. And so, you know, I'm not covering it as a scientist. I'm covering it as, um, somebody who's interested in this and uh, on the political sides of it. And so, uh, what happened tonight was that, um, civil society has really been cut out of the conference this year. Usually there's sort of excuses for, um, Uh, why uh, NGOs and environmental organizations are not included Uh, but after the attacks uh, French President Hollande uh, put a state of emergency on um, and put the kibosh on protests across Paris and that state of emergency has been lifted on almost all the um, areas of Paris except for uh, Champs-Lucy where I believe his office is, and then uh, Le Bourget which is where the cop u um, uh, n conference is held, so what they 're doing is there 's literally um, footage of uh, people at the protests and then they um, uh, are literally just arresting and, and uh, ejecting people who were uh, protesting but who were also listening to the protesters and the, the police were escorting them away and so that 's sort of the political climate and then today hundreds of um, groups from uh, Greenpeace, Amnesty International, uh, Friends of the Earth, uh, finally had enough, and there was a demonstration with hundreds in the middle of the COP where they basically are rejecting um, the the draft text that was released, saying it's not nearly enough, and um, uh, calling for um, a much more ambitious uh, 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 agreement.
0: Okay. Was it moving? Did you get um, verklempt?
5: Did <laughs> I get for Clymp. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, what's interesting is is that, uh, um, right now the United States is, is has been pitching that they are um, part of a, a newly announced high ambition coalition which they're saying is uh, the majority of the countries and they are um, uh, taking climate change seriously they want to have a binding agreement and they want to uh, really push this forward and they're really trying to pin the blame on China and India and I think whoever came up with high ambition coalition they're saying it's the negotiator Todd Stern you know the, the the abbreviation for that is hack. And so either a uh, hack came up for that or if people are going to be hacking as they cough out from all the smog from a uh, climate change over the coming decades, because I think it's a lot of a uh, lipstick on a pig, if you will. Or it lends um, itself
0: beautifully to a rap song.
5: Yeah, it, it. I'm not, that's They're for not Gabe mutually to, exclusive. Uh, to, You're to right. freestyle. Yeah, true. yeah. So, um, and what, what that means is, is that, uh, uh, the United States is doing what it always does, which is it um, it has good rhetoric on this stuff, but on the reality it doesn 't come through uh, with what 's needed on money and with ambition and so what 's what's, what's um, civil society is just rejecting it, and there 's I mean, I just I can't tell you the the hundreds of people who are just saying that when you're not, in, you know, human rights is not being included. Women's issues are not being included. Indigenous issues are not being included. What is being included is mechanisms to profit off of uh, the so-called solutions to global climate change. So and is it's, it's-
0: anything positive coming out of this or is this a total sham? <laughs> I mean, what's your opinion on, on the cop?
5: Katie, have you ever been to Paris? There's cheese here. It's like really nice. Yeah,
0: and
5: Nutella. Um, <laughs> I, I like the Nutella. Yeah, the is yeah, like everywhere, and the cheese is serious. Um, they have cheeses that we we're not even like legally allowed to buy in the United States. Right. So no, there's a lot of there's a lot positive coming out of it. Um, Mostly, culinarily the, um, speaking. Yeah, baguettes. Right. You know, we could go <laughs> there for a while. Um, any excuse for Paris is nice. Um, but is anything good coming out of um, uh, the climate change talks? Well, I think that. What you're seeing is a, um, a coalition that has been um, forming for some time, that it goes across Asia, goes across Africa, goes across South America and the Caribbean, and that has uh, strong ties to Europe um, and to North America, that is calling for climate justice. And I think that this, as we see the um, official negotiations fail again and again, or, um uh, Redub failure as success. I think that um, there is hope to be found in activists making these ties and um, uh, building strength in that way. But I also was in a car accident today, and um, what it reminded me of is how this cop was different. Was they had heads of state uh, there for the first few days. Usually the heads of state are there for the last couple days, and they they show up and they they try to take credit for some stuff. Uh, but this year what they did was they, they asked the um, all the presidents and prime ministers and, and what have you to come in for the first day and then to leave to sort of get the egos out of the room. And what you had is you had all these sort of um, um, high-flying uh, speeches about how great everything was. But then um, the negotiators are doing all these backroom deals to basically say, yeah, that's what the president said, but what he's empowered us to do is actually much worse. And it reminded me of the hit-and-run I had where uh, a guy hit us like an hour ago. We were driving in the van coming back to the hotel to get some work done, and a car hit us. And we all got out of the car, and the guy uh, <laughs> expressed sympathy for us and said some nice words. And it's French, so it all sounds kind of nice. And then – um kind of angry. A- yeah, I mean, it was a little tense for a moment, but then he was basically like, oh, it's okay, I'm pulling over to the side here, it's fine. And then he drove off, and it's, it's the heads of state <laughs> basically did the same thing. They, they gave us a nice speech, and then they got in their planes, and they flew back to their other countries, and um, that's, that's basically what we're facing here.
0: Maybe that was a head of state in disguise.
5: Yeah, I, 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 I don't think so. I, I think they all Putin. left about a week ago. Maybe
0: Putin ran into you, dressed as a Frenchman.
5: I I what have to say again? I I I looked into this man's eyes and I I did not see whatever Bush the humanity because I
3: looked into his eyes and I saw his soul.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I do not see it was Putin. that. Oh, then
0: it definitely wasn't no. Putin. Then you're right. And M- doesn't my
5: it, Does Putin speak
2: French?
0: Pourquoi? Just suis. I, am, I could imagine him, right? I,
5: yeah, I imagine he does, but in a very menacing tone. Yeah,
0: menacing Russian tone. Very
5: Putin. Idea. Well,
0: Sam, any predictions? And I'm glad you're okay, by the way. Yeah.
5: Well, I think the predictions are that um, the United States is going to uh, not really offer new funds. Uh, uh, Friends of the Earth U.S. President Eric Pica uh, said that he, you know, his quote was, I appreciate the doubling of U.S. grants for adaption to more than $800 million by 2020, which is what Kerry announced today, but it's still well below the U.S.'s fair share. Right. Adaption is going to be costly by Secretary Kerry's own estimate. The U.S. has spent $160 billion on climate-related losses and damage over the past three years. When you look at the global implications of the climate crisis on the rest of the world, the U.S.'s commitment today of $800 million is a mere drop in the bucket. Right. And I think that really captures sort of what we're looking at. It's, it's a drop in the bucket that they're selling to us um, as a solution to something that – all the world scientists have a, a, a pretty clear consensus is a uh, existential threat. and so I think wow, that now I is feel not so the much time to you, Sam. Sorry, sorry, Did I'm going to give you some despair. Yeah. Well, we, I, well I, think, so- I, I think the key – just the one last note yeah. I would just leave on is I think the key thing is is the politicians are not going to get us out of this, right. and Bill Gates uh, – you know, the Times is today is trying to tell us that Bill Gates is using his Rolodex to get us out of this. this is, there's not a Zuckerberg solution to this. There's not a Bill Gates solution to this. There's not an Obama solution to this. What people really need to do is they need to get out in the streets and get engaged and get involved in this because uh, it's, it's our own goose that's going to get cooked.
0: Okay, well, thank you. And next time, maybe you can give us a more realistic view, not so, um, you know. Pollyannish. Po- yeah, not so Pollyannish. But we well, are, I... this has been Sam Alcoff, uh, an amazing journalist, for, uh, f- and also with the, you may have heard of them, the show Democracy Now. And he's live in Paris, and we'll talk to him again, have him in the studio. I just committed you. And now, I will.
5: I will also moonlight as a chef delivery person, and I'll bring you back some French cheese. I don't.
0: To, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I, I. I don't like stinky cheeses, so I'll have to talk, go over. I this like with stinky you. cheese. Uh, Reggie will take it. But yeah. um, thank you so much. And now we're going to talk to Jeremy Newberger about his film, The Anthropologist. And Sam, listen along, and you know, you can. We can have a debate next time you're in town over, just how quickly the world is going to go up in flames. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Sam, take it easy. Mm-hmm. Bye.
4: You know what they need at Cop twenty one to help with the negotiations? What? Donald Al- Trump.
0: Oh my god, they do.
4: He is the negotiator, right? right? Need, yeah, so you're he totally says
0: true. you're totally right. Well, that was an interesting update from Paris. We are back on the Katie Halper show with Jeremy Newberger, who is a not only a, a famous tweeter, but also a director, and he's done several films, including the Avocateur about Morton Downey Jr. and His latest film premiered at Doc NYC, and also parts of it were screened at the COP21. So can you tell us about this film, The Anthropologist? So
4: The Anthropologist is a documentary that we just completed, as you said, premiered at Doc NYC, and we showed some scenes at COP21 this week. And it follows two anthropologists. One, Margaret Mead, who's maybe the the most famous anthropologist, and another, uh, Susie Crate. She's a professor at GMU. And George Mason University? Yes. And both women took their daughters to work, so to speak. And our film takes a look at how Susie and her daughter Katie, who at the beginning of the film is 12, uh, travel to these different places in the world where indigenous people are on the front lines of climate change. Uh, Margaret Mead and Susie have similar kind of uh, interests in examining how change affects people and you know Susie's focus being climate change. Uh, and I think it's like, the best way to describe the film is it's kind of like a mother-daughter relationship film set with the backdrop of climate change. We
3: also have, we can play the trailer.
4: In a world where climate
3: change
5: How long has it been like this?
3: Only affects people far away.
5: That mm. tide washed away the houses. That guy's gonna lose his home, I'm gonna
3: lose my home. And only scientists... Sea-level rise is being measured. ...know how bad it's going to get. The big water crisis will be in 2030. One girl will embark on a journey with her mother...
5: What? I'm going to be on an island with no electricity for Christmas. That sucks.
3: ...in the shadow of a legend.
5: We need today to know about
0: change. My mother was Margaret Mead, the best known anthropologist in the world.
3: To answer the fundamental question if we can't stop the change that's coming, will we be able to change ourselves? The Anthropologist. Trekking soon. To a theater near you.
4: You know, when we set out to make this film, we were looking at anthropology as this cool social science that examines how people adapt and change. We did a film back in 2008 called The Linguists, uh, which was similar about the, the loss of language. Uh, we, we kind of like these stories that are character driven, that examine how cultures are disappearing and how the world is changing. Our film is not saying this is what we need to do to stop climate change and you have to petition this you know politician and in 50 years you know you have to reduce your carbon footprint it's not that it's here's people that are experiencing climate change today and through the sort of eyes of an anthropologist who studies people the indigenous people that we meet in these different places around the world are showing Susie how the tide is now closer in, how their houses are gone, how the ice underneath the ground is melting, and how the glaciers are no longer where they used to be 20 years ago, and everything's changing really, really quick. And how are people adapting?
0: It's actually kind of an interestingly optimistic view in a way, because I I was struck by this. And When I saw the film, you and your two Mm co-directors, right, you traveled to Peru, Kiribati... Siberia. Siberia. Mm -hmm. And I I wrote down some quotes from the film. At one point, the main scientist you were following... Susie. Susie says, I don't really think we can change the world. I think that we change and that 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 changes the world. Mm -hmm. It almost made it seem like this was a natural process of adaptation. I guess I'm used to seeing very policy-based critiques of the environment. And this is almost more about how this is kind of like something we always do we always adapt to it but I'm sure that she's not making the point that we don't need to have policy
4: no she's not making that Uh, I think the the point the broader point from the film is look how people are dealing with climate change right now. And whether you believe in what causes climate change, this is what we're going to be dealing with here in the first world very soon. And, and I think that's the, the broader point of the film. Uh, you know, these people can give you some real perspective on what happens when you know, what you depend on is no longer there.
0: And what was it like being in Kiribati?
4: Let me correct you. So oh, yeah, if you they, ever go to Kiribati, okay. they won't look at you funny. Okay, yeah. It's, it's spelled Kiribati, but it's pronounced you, Kiribati. Really? Yeah. That That's is, the first okay. thing you learn when you get there.
0: That's the one reason that they're going to know I'm not a native because if not, I pass. But. <laughs> yeah,
4: well, you know, their island has been so besieged by like Seventh-day Adventists and Mormons oh, right. and other people that might look a little bit like you right. uh, that, you know, maybe they're, they're used to it. But it's like a series of uh, small, skinny islands, Kiribati. And uh, they're getting skinnier as the the ocean gets higher and higher.
0: It's so weird because watching the movie, you're kind of struck by how gorgeous it is. And it's almost it's almost antithetical to the crisis that's
4: going on. It's beautiful. It's a paradise. And I would tell everyone to, like, book travel there immediately, you know, for your vacation before it's gone. Uh, What it's like, uh, you know, you could see how the cultures uh, not only are the is the tide being chipped away at by the oceans, but the culture is as well. Uh, people that used to depend on taro and coconuts and uh, f- you know the fish from the ocean, they're now getting like uh, six month old uh, canned goods from Australia and from Fiji, uh, you know, because the the trees that they counted on are no longer functioning. Uh, so you could see like. What probably once was a place that everyone depended on the fish from the sea and you know climbing the tree to get the coconut, they're now dependent on you know the shipment coming in from you know the closest mainland uh, so that's a little depressing, but you get there and it's a beautiful you know it's like your your beautiful beach vacation paradise. Uh, you know we traveled from the main island Tarawa to a, a smaller island uh, called Abiang, and Abiang has you know, no electricity and no power. So it was, it was a challenging place to be both as a filmmaker and also, you know, used right. to your creature comforts, right. like, you know, a flushing toilet or whatever. Right. But did
0: you film with like a, we
4: brought a lot of batteries. Okay. okay. <laughs> we went to this huge church that's on the island because of course, when you go to a place where there's no electricity, there's still a gigantic right. church got it. and it was Christmas and Hanukkah at the time we were there.
0: Big Hanukkah celebration. Thing, I
4: right? was told by the priest that I was maybe the first Jew to ever go to Abiyang. I, I can't prove that, but uh, being a uh, practicing Jew who likes to light a menorah, I brought a bunch of, like, memorial candles that I had found at, like, a gift shop, oh. and I made a makeshift menorah, and that while I was in Abiyang, we celebrated Christmas. I said the blessings. And, and my, you're welcome for Jesus. Yes. I hope you reminded them. Right, and, and my mom was very, very impressed with that. She still brings up the Hanukkah in Abiyang. Oh,
0: my God. It is another Hanukkah miracle. Right,
4: yeah. Um, Good theme.
0: It is the theme that, and what was the other one? Strange bad fellows. Strange bad fellows. Yeah, uh, it, that's Israel in a nutshell. Thanks to the Christian Zionists.
4: Just to tie yeah. that up in a bow, the the church wants everyone there to be prepared to leave. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, one of the sort of strands of plot going through our film is Susie's heading to this island to meet with the priest to discuss why he won't let a nun who teaches about climate change. Right. Talk to the people of Abiyang.
0: Right, I remember that part. And so what can you tell us about that? Were you shocked? Was it did you have to use self control not to like shake him?
4: Well, you know, I, I try not to cause international incidents. Shaking right. the like, head of the church while you're there, <laughs> that might be bad. Right. But, uh, and also these people, a film there it. was a history of cannibalism in the island, so oh, I didn't want gosh. to like, stir that up. Right, yeah. uh, but stir the pot. Without That's spoiling the, the film, I could tell you that Susie sits down with the priest and confronts him directly about that. So your audience could watch the film it's and
0: find out, you know, find out what yeah, happens. What happens yeah. I'm also showing a film. This Monday.
4: Which I saw and loved.
0: Thank you. Did you hear that? You guys, the director of The Anthropologist, one of the directors, and the vocateur, and the linguist just said he saw and loved it. That's going on the blurb. It's called Comic Camp. This movie that I made, Comic Camp, is about the legendary summer camp, Camp Kinderland which was founded in the 20s by you know radical, secular Jews of the socialist persuasion. And it still exists. I always forget to say that because people then ask me. But I went there. My mom went there. My grandmother went there. Paul Robeson visited. The grandchildren of the Rosenbergs went there. And right. we had their son, you know, Robert, on. So this is going to be at the um, Anthology Film Archives, 7 p.m. Monday, Anthology Film Archives, Comic Camp, it's called. And it's part of the Flaherty NYC. And then we're going to talk more with Jeremy Newberger, co-director of... The Anthropologist. This is Camp Kinderland. I went to Camp Kinderland, and so did my mom and my grandmother. I love Camp Kinderland, but not everyone does. For some people, it's
3: a politically left-wing Jewish
4: summer camp. With communist roots. They walk in there as young skulls full of mush, and the liberal establishments at these places bend and shape their mind.
5: One of the very, very special things that camp is known for is for its
1: progressive propaganda agenda. This is the sign on oh, it, which, is, as you can see, is a peace sign. Stop indoctrinating my children. Do you think, as kids, you can make a difference? If you just stop littering. Going to anti-war demonstrations with your
4: parents. In my school, we saved an
1: orangutan. Get your kids out of this indoctrination. We
4: love camp.
1: Love camp. Our republic will be lost. If we wouldn't go there, and we might we'd be lost. In
0: order to save the children and the republic, there's only one thing for me to do. I'm going back to camp. I know um, the word for cream cheese. Shmear. And that, I just wanted to play that Schmier because that's think, Schmier. the cutest thing. The cutest that's, Schmier. again, that's a, a little trailer from Comic Camp, which is playing on Monday at um, Anthology Film Archives and uh, part of the Flaherty NYC Festival. And Jeremy Newberger, we're speaking to Jeremy Newberger, the director of The Anthropologist, which is a great film. And you can find out where that's playing next at theanthromovie.com. Again, that's theanthromovie.com. It's really great. It's beautifully shot. It Goes to Kirbasa, Kirbasi, Kilbasa, <laughs> Kilabasa, yeah, Kil- yeah, sure. Kirbasa. And it's <laughs>
4: you never saw such a place in Kilbasa,
0: exactly. And Peru and Siberia. And it's just sh- they just showed parts of it at the COP21. Did this make you depressed making this movie?
4: It didn't make me depressed. People have to adapt. People right. have to move on or live their lives and figure it out. And I think when you encounter indigenous people, they're not sort of sitting there waiting for, you know, violins to play and poor us, they're sort of they're working on what their next move is. So I I like to kind of soak in the optimism of peoples wherever we go with our films. And uh, it wasn't like a, a state of depression. When I watch the film I'm not depressed. I think I'm I'm hopeful that we can learn from the people that we've encountered in these different countries.
0: And what is Margaret Mead's daughter? Because, again, the film follows kind of two
4: anthropologists. Two anthropologists. Margaret Mead's daughter, Mary Catherine yeah. Bateson, uh, is also an anthropologist. Right. And she was dragged along by her mom into the field. And she gives a great kind of overview that helps you understand Susie and Katie's very real relationship, which plays out uh, in the film. Uh, and what it's like to be sort of brought into these situations uh, right. as a young kid. And you watch Katie grow up in our film from age, like, 12 to going off to college. It's like the, the movie uh, Boyhood or something. Right. She's mean, a real kid, right. I mean, and she grows up and she matures, and she changes in the film, which is really fun to watch.
0: Right. And then, yeah, I won't give away what happens at the end, but it's a normal trajectory. That's not the most – that's not <laughs> the real interesting – I mean, it's nice to watch her um, and the relationship with her mother. is It's funny because it's, like, the normal things that – Mothers and daughters go through and like rolling their eyes at each other, and she right. makes fun of how bad her mom's badly her mom speaks the language or whatever. But it's just like in, it's everything the normal stuff. It's just in the context of visiting countries that are like going underwater as we right.
4: so speak. I think with all our films, we try and approach in similar to how you approach your films at a very human level. You want to interact with real people experience what their real life experience is.
0: I have to say in full disclosure, I was able to sit through this even though I have a kind of charged relationship with Margaret Mead because my father told me recently that um, she yelled at him and and shook her cane at him when he went (laughs) to the anthropology lab instead of the biology lab at Columbia when he was just
4: starting out. That's so cool. I had a similar experience with Jane Goodall. Really? What happened? I was at uh, the World Economic Forum in Davos and I was having a cigarette at the time. I was a smoker. And she was, like, napping on a bench, and she, like, got up and scolded me.
0: But what you did was worse than what my dad did. My dad was just lost. You were smoking. (laughs) Right. Go Jane. Go Jane. Jane. Yeah. Yeah. I was
4: the villain in that story.
0: What's the next project for you?
4: You know, we have a couple different documentaries that we're working on. Uh, One, uh, we've released a trailer for us called Detected. It's about a bra that detects breast cancer. So, you know, stay tuned. Uh, Ironboundfilms.com. We'll let you know where that film is at. And uh, how
0: long have you guys been working together at Ironbound Films?
4: Daniel Miller, Seth Kramer, and I are the three directors at Ironbound, and it's been, you know, 15-plus years together. You know, our fifth film together at this point.
0: And how'd you guys meet?
4: Jewish Sleepboy Camp.
0: That, how's that Good for segue. Circle, right? And, Can I say something about yes. your film? Yeah, oh, sure. Which
4: course. I loved. I, I think you. I said it before, but the, uh, I went to Jewish Sleepboy Camp, and after watching your film, I felt like my Jewish Sleepboy Camp was like a bunch of posers. I mean your camp like goes for it.
0: Yeah, we really do. We keep it real. I
4: felt guilty about like every color war we did. Oh
0: yeah, because of course my, at Kinderland we don't have the color wars. Did you go to a summer camp, Reggie, or
4: Jewish camp? Well, no,
2: no, not that. I, I did go to a day camp. Okay, though. day
0: camp. So did you guys do the um, color wars? Oh, it's a really scary describe, name when you think describe, about, about yeah, It's yeah, it yeah. just red, green, blue. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, we did that. So my we camp, did that. of
0: course, would not have like war based on color or oh, any random competition. Right. So we have the World Peace Olympics. So the teams the year I filmed are Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, mm-hmm. Greenpeace, the Highlander School, and um, Center for Constitutional Rights. I was going
2: to say the Sierra Club? Or? No,
0: CCR, Center for Constitutional Rights, okay. which where All Rachel right. Maripol is a lawyer, okay. um, the granddaughter of the Rosenbergs. But uh, Jeremy, we are so glad to have you on. We want to have you on again, talk about your next film, maybe just talk about tweeting, about Muslim-Jewish relations.
4: Uh, yeah, anytime.
0: And, and um, guys, make sure you go. You want to support this show, right? So you can hear really cool things like this. So go to give2wbi.org. To That's give2wbi.org, number two. You can get really cool things. Um, again, we were talking to Jeremy Newberger, who's filmed The Anthropologist. You definitely want to check out. It's been getting rave reviews, uh, Doc NYC screening, uh, the cop 21 screening pretty big deal um and Comic camp check it out this monday we'll be back next week we have dar williams the folk singer on december 23rd and check out the katie halper show on itunes and soundcloud and make sure you support and give to wbai we will see you next week thanks bye